Before we start this episode, we'd like to thank a few people who helped bring this podcast together. We'd like to thank Haley Rose for the introduction, Chongo for letting us use his song Hat of Serenity from his album Hat Shop. You can find it on his Bandcamp. And finally, Ross for creating the art for the podcast. Thank you so much. Hello. You're listening to Mock Footage. These two pals really like movies, but one of them hasn't seen very many, okay? Our hosts won't be using any nasty language, so you can share this with your grandma. And they will be discussing major plot details, so here's your dang spoiler warning. Hello everybody, it's good to have you back. My name is Joseph Langlois. And I'm Ray Geroso. And this week, we're discussing the 2018 movie, Black Panther. Uh, now, Ray, uh, I know that you are a fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or at least somewhat used to be, maybe, kind of like me. Uh, we both kind of fell off, mm-hmm. but I know that you're also aware that Black Panther is um, pretty well respected among a lot of people that have good opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, so, since that's the case, and I know you've obviously seen it, Yes, of course I have. Before we kind of get into a deep dive, um, why don't you run me through what happens in the film? Just a quick little summary. Yeah, of course. So this takes place in the Marvel Cinematic Universe with all the other heroes and heroines we got going. Uh, Takes place in Wakanda, I believe, where uh, titular Black Panther becomes a superhero. (laughs) Mm-hmm. He, uh, I think, if I remember correctly, he eats a flower, and then he becomes Black Panther, and also he goes through that brooding phase of, do I want to be a hero? And then just a bunch of powerful women just kind of slap him in the face, both physically and metaphorically, and say, hey, do better. Uh-huh. Now, this, I, what you're describing is not inaccurate, but it also doesn't exactly scream plot structure. Right, right. I, so let, let's. Uh, so what's like the let, driving he, action here? Um, I think it's his brooding uncle, not Scar from Lion King, uh, who wants to take the throne. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think, if I remember correctly, I just saw Lion King recently, so I might be mixing the two up. No, it's um, yeah. Go. No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. To it. Go on. With the uncle but, story, I, th- I mean, I, th- I think his uh, Black Panther's father dies or is relinquishing the throne, and uncle or maybe his brother—I don't remember—wants <laughs> um, it, and then it goes to Black Panther instead, and and then uh, uncle is hurt and wants to to destroy Wakanda. <laughs> uh huh. For revenge, that sounds really bad. Yeah, it's that wild. Like, Those I are re- some wild stakes for sure. Um, what do you think of the villain? I mean, clearly a bad person. Um, but did they were they? Did you like their style I, or anything? Like what? I think they're the most realistic Marvel villain I've seen. Okay. Um, in terms of motivation. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What was the motivation again? Um. Papa slash brother didn't give him the throne. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, who is your favorite? Uh, who is your favorite character in the film? Oh, uh, Denai Gurira, of course, of Walking Dead fame. Uh huh. Do you remember the character's name? I, it's it's escaping me. 
I she was a general. I don't I don't remember. Uh, a general for Wakanda? Yes. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. And uh, she she's my favorite because she's a very strong... All the women in this movie are very strong characters, which, you know, we haven't really seen in the, the Marvel movies as of... Since the beginning, really. <laughs> right. But no, for opinion. sure. Definitely. Definitely the strong women in this char- in the character movies. Like, there is there is the the woman, the character played by Dana Guerrera. Uh, mm-hmm. who, who are uh, some of the other characters uh, in that? Uh, his, his wife. Okay. Black Panther's wife. Um, his mama. Uh, and Yeah, those yeah. those three are the ones I, I remember the most. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Huh. All right. Yeah. Were there any particularly cool gadgets or other superhero feats that um, stood out to you? Um, I think there's like, oh, if I remember, there was an opera scene. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think there was an opera scene. And what happened to the opera scene? <laughs> um, oh, uh, some 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 bad boys were like talking trash to to General Guerrero. <laughs> And she just slapped them and threw her wig at them uh, physically uh, and also emotionally. She wigged out. Oh my god, out. no! <laughs> that was my favorite part of the movie. The part where Denai Gurira threw a wig at people. So <laughs> that was the best superhero gadget in the movie. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Who expects that? All right. Who expects hair as the most useful equipment? Uh huh. <laughs> I can't. Mm. Sorry. Uh oh. Also, there was um, what's the name? Uh, not adamantium. The 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 shield. The shield material is also in this movie. That's right. Captain America's shield. Uh, what's it called? Yeah, what is it uh, called, right? I really can't remember. Oh, uh, gosh. Vibranium. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. even though I definitely agree with you there, I still feel as though it's possible we watch different movies. So I think we're going to go give it a quick watch, and then we will come back uh, to you, listener, with some further thoughts and uh, some further details about what this this movie means to both of us and uh, to to the larger cultural fabric of filmmaking. Hi, Ray and Marvel. Hey, Marvel. Hello. So I've been watching this great anime that I wanted to talk to you about. What is Ooh. it called? It's called Yu-Gi-Oh! And we've already been talking about it on the Deck of Friendship podcast. Oh, you mean the podcast we do about game-based friendship animes? Yeah, where the first season we're covering Yu-Gi-Oh! Season 1 and we'll move on to sh- series like Bakugan and Digimon and Fighting Foodons and Dinosaur King and all sorts of other anime that focus on friendship as a core theme and are based on a physical game. It's a, wi- it's a wild concept for a podcast and th- we're doing it. 
Yeah, and we talk about those themes and how they pertain to these games and how you should use friendship and working together to overcome obstacles. Not only do we cover important aspects of the shows themselves like friendship, togetherness, socialism, and more, but we also get to the important questions. What happened to Grandpa? Is the heart of the cards cheating? What would your Millennium item be? So you want us to make our own Millennium items. Mine is the Millennium Estrogen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you win. Legit answer? I would either want, like, a Millennium Piercing or a Millennium Tattoo. Ooh. Now, this might inform you a lot about me as a person, but I'd like a Millennium Fork. (laughs) Somehow, Ray, somehow, I knew. I knew. It doesn't do what you think it does, is the thing. Oh, so it's like a tuning fork. Yeah, I need to figure out the details and where the eye goes, because every Millennium item has an Mm -hmm, eye somewhere, mm -hmm. right? Is that a thing? I think so. Well, now I feel like I got the short end of the stick since I picked a Millennium copy of Scorpion King 2 Rise of the Warrior specifically on (laughs) Blu-ray. Hey, there's a bunch of uses for that one. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of power in that disc. Whoever watches it, their soul gets sucked into the video, and they have to live that movie. <laughs> this is getting this lofty. is getting wild. A little bit. So where where can this podcast be found? Deck of Friendship can be found on the Lunar Light Studio Network, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yes, or in the Shadow Realm, or in the Shadow Realm. <laughs> well, dang, I've. This is like my third or fourth time watching this movie, and I always forget how much there is to it. Ray, what did you... First impressions. What are you feeling right now? We just got fresh off of watching this film. Oh, gosh. Um, I feel it wasn't what I expected. That's my biggest feeling right now. What did you expect? Um, Other than... (laughs) An opera sequence. <laughs> I expected a lot more action hero scenes uh, and not a lot of like small, good small personal moments and growth. You and expected a lot. more action? I, for some reason, I don't know why I was expecting more action. I feel like it um, was like nonstop. Yeah, no, here's a, there was a lot more quiet moments and a lot more commentary on the situations, the social situations of the world than I expected, and I'm happy about that. Well, definitely, but I, like, there was a lot of good stuff, there was a lot of small character moments, but there was still a lot of action, like, it was not... It, okay, so, there was a lot more balance in mm-hmm. it than I expected. Well... And that's good. Uh, as, having just watched the movie again, we'll go through what actually happens in it, for those of you who haven't just watched it. Um, so, uh, this is in the Marvel, Marvel Cinematic Universe, and there exists a country in Africa called Wakanda, which is sitting on the world's only and enormous natural deposit of vibranium. I, I guess it, it crash landed there on a meteorite or something. Um, and this metal, it has just basically infinite possibilities and uses um not only is it the strongest metal on earth but it also can be used to power things to heal people it's just like this magic metal that can do loads of stuff there's just there's way too many like interpersonal relationships to get into because everything is kind of driven by 
people's relationships with each other. And everyone mm-hmm. has a different relationship with each other, and they all overlap in different ways. But the overarching thing is that uh, the current king, King T'Challa, his father, T'Chaka, was killed in, in the last, or in Age of Ultron or something like that. So now T'Challa is becoming king, and um, he isn't sure the best way to lead yet. And everyone, I noticed this on this time, as soon as he becomes king, everyone wants to give him their opinions on what Wakanda <laughs> needs to do. And he doesn't really seem to have any of his own. Um, and this kind of is just the way things are for a while until uh, Eric comes home to Wakanda. Eric was his father was Wakandan and he his father was killed and he was just left for dead out in the world um and he he makes his way to Wakanda so that he can claim the throne basically um and he is successful in that and he has a lot of ideals and things uh that don't that don't align with the way that Wakanda has done things. And it turns into this huge infighting brawl um, where all of the different tribes in Wakanda are all kind of fighting with each other. And it's, it's kind of a big mess. Um, There's a lot, a lot of different fronts in this here war. Mm -hmm. Um, But in the end of it, um, Eric is killed and T'Challa regains the throne and, he decides to do things differently than the way that the ancestors have and um, start doing outreach into the world and helping people in need since they have this advanced tech. Um, And that's something that he feels should have been going on for years. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Now, do you you think I missed anything important, right? As like a single plot summary, that was fantastic. Um, But there's so many like, things in between that i just want to talk about yeah uh but let, let's let's well get let's start with the opera oh <laughs> uh, yeah ray are you sure you haven't seen this movie before i've never you were seen this dead movie. on about a lot of things <laughs> i was surprised i really was i might have seen like a gif of denai gorira throwing her wig <laughs> or something <laughs> yeah but like i don't i I didn't expect it to be real. I was making most of that up. And I loved it. Uh, So the opera scene in question is actually um, this scene where um, they are in the underground casino bar Mm -hmm. place. In Korea. In Korea. And they're there to capture... Uh, Ulysses Claw, who is the villain for the first half of the movie or something, um, because mm-hmm. he has some vibranium and he is responsible for Wakanda and death. So they are there to capture him and take him back to Wakanda. Right. But it's not an opera. <laughs> it's not an opera. Uh, Denai Gurira does throw her wig, though, um, and fights with it. Uh, you asked me what my favorite piece of equipment was, and I'm sticking by the wig because it went through the weapon sensors. It did. For sure. You're right, because it was just a wig. And so did everything else they had on them, including their their bracelet spears? Yeah, they sure mentioned that, that the vibranium was. isn't picked up by, uh, 
metal detectors. That's so interesting. Anyway, uh, so nailed the opera scene. Yep. 100%. Um, loved it. I asked you before we started here who your favorite women in the movie were, and you said Denai Guerrero because <laughs> you knew for sure she was in it. You said yep. Black Panther's wife, which is not Kind of got that right. Kind of didn't. Um, X. And you said the mama. Um, but I think, obviously, a stark... <laughs> stark contrast between what your answer was and what the truth should be is that you did not mention Shuri as sister. And I feel so bad because I loved Shuri. <laughs> so I good. was I I was working under the, the rule of threes and so mm-hmm. she couldn't be there for that. Of course. Oh that's that's uh, why that's why no, you omitted so, her, well, I see. So, Speaking on um, the the females of this movie, I I was like kidding when I said that this movie is filled with strong women, but I knew that it had a lot of strong women in it. And yeah. watching the movie and seeing all of them go through different trials, both emotionally and physically, and just hold their own without having to lean on anybody, mm. was very fantastic to me. Each one of them, so. Okoye uh, by Denai Gurira played the the general, <laughs> which I got. Yeah. I also got that right. Who Her biggest struggle was deciding who to stay loyal to uh, when, when uh, Killmonger uh, came onto the scene. And I, that oh, was that's a very powerful... I refuse to call yeah. him Killmonger because that's a ridiculous comic book name. Well, that's his comic book name, and it's what stood out to me. But yes, Eric, um, and her scene where they're trying, they're, the 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 ladies are escaping because there's been an overthrow, and she says that she can't leave because she's loyal to Wakanda, no matter how she feels. Was a very um, powerful scene to me mm-hmm. because it was just two very powerful women just talking about the situation yeah. they're in. Yeah. And letting their ideals and their uh, their beliefs be known, and like, and that was especially on this watch that like, what like it just doesn't seem like T'Challa has any beliefs. He's, I know he's. I hate to say it, but he's such a nothing character for most of the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I joked that the movie was about Okoye, but I kind of wanted to say the movie is about the women because they were so much more interesting. But it to wasn't me just the, the women film. too; it was like M- Mbaku had his own thing. And, Actually, no, um, yeah. Uh, Eric, I, I really can't remember liked... Okoye's husband's name, but the the leader of the border tribe. Yep, he was also mm-hmm. like he, he he had some some tensions going on there, and he was very. Uh, with and like, like little screen time he had, he still had a huge impact. He fought actively against the quote unquote good guys, uh, T'Challa's army and uh, Okoye's, um, like the the Dora, the Royal Guard, mm-hmm. and he like his army was killing members of their army. And I hated this. I hate it. Like it's it's this cool action fight scene. It that whole ending sequence looks like it's pulled right out of star wars and it's fun but like though i'm not enjoying it because i don't want any of these people to be killing each other i want them to just talk it out and i know figure some stuff out because they are family like and i don't and everyone is right like no one they all have legitimate gripes and they don't Mm -hmm. need to kill each other to to realize that Mm mm-hmm 
Yeah, I'm with you all the way. I, it's cool as the fight scene was, and also random rhinos are coming now because Border Tribe has rhinos, I guess. That was um, established. They was it? I must that. have missed that. I must have missed that completely then. Well, and they also established this hero as people who, they're not afraid to kill people. Right. At all. Right, they set that up pretty early. They do. But... Like, the first scene, they start stabbing all those human traffickers, and rightly so. Um, but, like, then they they come back to the point, like, there's never a clear villain for the second half of this movie. It, 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 Eric is, but even he seems like he needs to be talked down, because he's not wrong. <laughs> like it, for, He's in, not in a, wrong! In a lot of, for a lot of... It, for most of the way. He goes too far, obviously, but, like, just a little, just only a, barely a little bit too far. Well, I joke that, um, that his motivations were the most reasonable out of any, uh, Marvel villain that I've seen, and I was kind of right. Yeah. I really related to a lot yeah, of Yeah, except what you were talking of... about the uncle. You were talking about the uncle well, Scar. Oh, well, okay, listen. Because <laughs> this is Lion King. Mm, okay, well, hold on. Let's backtrack. First thing I said when this movie started. The first this thing. Is the first thing they said. Yes, this is Lion King, and then followed immediately by <laughs> "We're in space again," because we were. And I, I had flashbacks to "It's a Wonderful Life" because we were also in space for some of that. Is strange as that sentence. And is. that may not be apparent listening to these, but we did watch that movie yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, so this this comes out like a week after It's a Wonderful Life, but we just watched both movies yeah. two days ago. And row, also so. I think that's fun because It's a Wonderful Life is definitely, almost definitely the earliest movie <laughs> we will ever talk about in this show. And Black Panther is almost certainly the most recent movie we will talk about. So we have a lot of wiggle room. <laughs> a lot of wiggle room for whatever we want in the middle right there. Uh, so yeah. What else did I say? Um, you were keeping tabs on my random musings. Well, you said uh, when when they were landing in Wakanda, you said this this scene is from Star Wars, right? Which holds up for the rest of yep. the movie, really. Honestly, yeah. The second half of the movie is just some Star Wars scenes. Even the fight at the end <laughs> between Eric and T'Challa is, was very Star Wars reminiscent to me because of a train slash bridge thing. Anyway. Um, oh, here's something I wanted to drill down into. When Eric won at Ritual Combat and it seemed that T'Challa was dead because he'd been thrown from the waterfall, uh, what were your... You said, you said I have a lot of feelings right now. I wanted, to, I wanted to know what those feelings were. I did say that. I also said that T'Challa should have brought his paraglider because, because Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild has been prevalent in my mind. Um... I had a lot of feelings about Eric winning because uh, it's... I So, I have a lot of feelings about the tribal combat in general, about what Wakanda stands for, about the racial ideals that Eric has and how prevalent they are in society today, and how he's right, but also violence, and taking on the... Essentially becoming the British Isles back in the... Back at the you know, the, yeah. The, I mean, Colin... T'Challa said it best during the train fight scene. Like you've become the enemy. Like you've become the mm-hmm. thing that you hate. Yeah. So like there, 
uh, Eric to me is a very complex villain that has all these little pieces of, you know, uh, he's talking about uh, the racial discrepancies in the world right now mm-hmm. for blacks and, you know, a lot of other minorities, but also the entire conflict with him versus and Wakanda and whether or not to go out into the world speaks a lot to, um, uh, oh, oh, there's a term for it and I should know it off the top of my head. It's, uh, it's about when people within a race are having their own you know, issues. Yeah. Uh, I need to find out. There's a phrase, there's a term for it, and I'm very upset that I don't remember it right now. But it spoke a lot to that. Um, especially, you know, the lower class versus the upper class within, you right. know, black society. Uh, it reminded me a lot of that, you know, at the turn of the century when a lot of uh, black people in America were rising up at, in the upper class and kind of separating themselves from the lower class to kind of make themselves more white. But that's a whole other uh, situation and stuff we can talk about later. And that's a different podcast. Yeah, for sure. All right. I guess there's one more thing that I wanted to touch on here. Um, There were, I guess, kind of three villains in this movie. Like, Mm -hmm. there's a lot. There's a lot of stories uh, that happen. Um, But in my mind, I see them as um, Baku, Claw, and Eric. And in that order. And I guess. <laughs> I guess I wanted to talk about, like, I feel like M'Baku and Eric could have had... Eric shouldn't have died. Eric should not have <laughs> Eric died. Eric pushed it too I'm very far. And, like, Eric he died. was inciting all of them to be violent towards one another, but they were also doing that. Like, the Border Tribe was fighting the Royal Guard. And yeah. you don't think of like and then they surrender at the end but you don't think of them at like you don't want them all to be put in prison forever or whatever like you want them to sort out their differences and continue to work as a society and that i i wish claw hadn't died as early as he did because he was such a good villain i wanted him to be but like also i'm glad that he wasn't in the position for of power for Mm -hmm. the majority of this movie so i don't know man it's, I don't know. It's uh, this movie always makes me like uncomfortable, uh, at, at least in some small regard. When I'm watching some scene, usually the fight scene at the end. Well, yeah. I mean, so I said near the beginning of this of our viewing, I wonder what this would be like as someone's first Marvel movie. Yeah, and I want to say very bad because yeah. you think there. I, I don't oh. know. I guess I have some bias because I'm steeped in the lore already. But also, my brain was in a place where it there was a lot of commentary, like I said, on the racial and social situations. And I guess if people don't understand that, can they still enjoy this movie? I think. Well, the answer what does is that yes. have to do with it being a Marvel movie, though? <laughs> That's true. I guess just as a movie, then, like it, somebody... it really. I okay, honestly. I think this being a Marvel movie partially ruined it for me. Like, Mm. if they were not bound to the Marvel Universe and could tell this story, it would have been a little bit less contrived, like, enough less contrived, and Mm -hmm. also, like, probably shot more interestingly, and I don't know. For sure. I know, I think you're right, but no, I think you're right. And 
I, I guess I'm wondering how many people watched this movie and didn't like it. Yeah. Because it was quote unquote so different. I mean, it features a predominantly black cast. Yeah. Oh, then those people single... existed, you know, or exist. What? I guess. Like, uh, they're like, oh, yeah, I love superhero movies. I love Marvel. Oh, Black Panther doesn't really do it for me. What are you talking about? It's what got are you some of the about? coolest freaking action was... sequences in, in the whole series. This was so good. So good. It, it was some of so the funniest good. stuff, some of the, like, the most fun characters. Yeah, they're really fun. They're, like, every, even all the serious characters, like Okoye, had, like, very fun moments uh, all throughout, and it was just, it was a fun romp. And I'm thinking back to when this film first came out, and I heard a lot about how, um, you know, uh, there's a lot of superhero films right now, and then they announce Black Panther, and then kids black kids in particular get to go to a movie and say hey there's a superhero that looks like me and like yeah i i I, unfortunately i didn't follow that thread very far because i didn't want to get the movie spoiled for me but that just makes me so happy because yeah if you look at the the superhero list for the the mcu right now it's very white heavy and you know this movie had a lot riding on it and i think it was great regardless of what whatever's going on racially socially uh it was a fantastic film well i guess that maybe answers the next question which is uh would you recommend this movie to somebody who has never seen it before yes i would um would you recommend this movie to somebody who's never seen a marvel movie before no (laughs) so that's where the answers are awkward for me uh because a lot goes on in this movie that you have to understand some of the the lore of the world already yeah Uh, not too much but it's there and you can feel the impact that the other movies have had um and i think it's important to kind of have at least have a feel for that before you watch this yeah but I'm not worried if you haven't seen any. Like, watch this movie anyway. I think you'll still enjoy it for what it is. Well, there you have it, folks. Um, looks like, it, you know, go ahead and share it with your friends. Or, I don't know. I don't know what kind of person listens to this podcast. I think it might just be us, Ray. But, um... <laughs> I would go watch this movie again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Uh, next week we are going to be talking about. Oh my god, I can't even believe I'm about to say this. This movie <laughs> that Ray has never seen called Jurassic Park. You may have heard of it. Hi, I'm Ray. I've never seen Jurassic Park. How are Ray, you? At, at least I'm sure you know what year it came out, right? <laughs> um, 1989 is my guess. Okay. That sounds wrong. But that's my guess. Uh, it's probably close, at least. Uh, I I just feel early 90s. I mean, maybe. you could anyway. probably guess 1989 for pretty much the rest of the list that I have uh, charted out here. And you'd be at least pretty close for most okay. of them. But within a 10-year period, probably. Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I guess that brings us to the end of this episode. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to tell us who your favorite 
female character in Black Panther is, because I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> you can talk to us on Twitter, at MockFootage, or you can tell send me, us an email. Tell uh, me what your favorite outfit was in this movie. Oh, the outfits were so good. We didn't even talk about the outfits. No. Or the soundtrack, which was also very good. Also very good. Uh, you can send us your favorite soundtrack piece, your favorite character, whatever, your favorite whatever, uh, at MockFootage on Twitter or uh, MockFootage at gmail.com. Leave us a review if you liked it, and if you didn't, tell us why Black Panther was really good anyway. Um, we'll read it on the show for you. And, yeah, uh, if you like this, go check out Lunar Light Studio because they're amazing, and they're our podcast family. And you should go listen to The Cryptid Keeper, which is one I've been listening to a lot. They talk about cryptids, which are monster or creatures that may or may not exist, because we can't prove it or disprove it. <laughs> That's what a cryptid is. Well, just like your knowledge of these movies, I think, is it can't be proven... See, now I'm doubting you. Now I'm thinking you lied to me because you got so many details so right. I think it's just become it's been so prevalent in the past year because it came out this year still. Yeah, uh, which that, is wild. Yeah, I picked up on the pieces, I think. But it was still, I was still wrong about a lot of it. <laughs> uh, I was, I'm glad I was right about the powerful women in this movie. Yes, certainly. <laughs> that was the most important part. Certainly. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Um, catch you on the next one. And I still don't know how to sign off of this show. We still don't um, have a sign off. Oh, uh, we were going to pick uh, a movie or a line from the movie. Yeah. Um, um, oh, oh, oh. Well, okay. So maybe we should just sign off with our favorite quote. <laughs> yeah, from Wait, the movie. My favorite quote was when... Uh, Eric was dying, and he was talking about his ancestors jumping off the boat. That was very because they, because they knew that freedom or was the what death was better than bondage. Was better than... Yes, yeah. and I hope that made a lot of people feel uncomfortable. That, yeah, yeah, and, and that's the that other thing. A... Is it like I wanted him to re- be have a redemption, be redeemable, but he it would have betrayed his character if he didn't let himself die right there. Mm-hmm. Um, let's pick a, a happier quote. Sure. Um, um, how about just because something works doesn't mean it can't be improved. That was a very good line by Shuri. Which is how I feel about this podcast. Please tell us what we can do differently <laughs> to make it more entertaining for you. Um, or tell us why you love it so much right now. Okay, I'm leaving for real now. I feel like we still need, like, a catchy, snappy, you I know, know, uh... Hmm. What if we... What if I just... No. I... I've seen all the movies. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Lunar Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay.